Hopefully our batteries last for this uh, episode and then we don't have to interrupt with getting new one. Or we could just end abruptly. Yeah. Just whenever the batteries run out, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> that could that could work. Well, you'll be happy to know that the Fast and the Furious franchise has made it to Netflix. The whole franchise? Just half of it, the first five. Oh, okay. I was going to say, yeah. if they put the whole franchise on there, there wouldn't be any room left for, for anything other videos. else. It would take up all of Netflix. Did you watch? Do you, do you like the Fast franchise? I like Cars. So, yeah. um, if you like Cars, the Fast and the Furious franchise is kind of fun. I mean, it's a certain uh, n- I wouldn't call it a niche or niche. It's a certain category of. Mm-hmm. car enthusiasts you know especially the first the first few movies movies mostly have um imports exotic imports from the late 90s or yeah the 90s and the early 2000s and yeah. then and then you've got uh dom casual what's his name dom toretto wasn't there like a dj in salt lake dom casual when we were kids i don't remember dom toretto is the main the, that's villain. Vin Di- is that Vin, Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel. Is he Dom Toretto? Yes. And vice versa. And he kind of in real life. Kind of took took over the uh the Olive Garden slogan, right? Isn't his big things like when you're here, your family. I think he invented it. <laughs> they took it from him. Uh you want a, a good laugh or cry or whatever. <laughs> look up uh there's I'm looking. There's a video of Vin Diesel singing. No, I'm not going to look for this. Um, he's singing a song in a very serious, unironic manner. But it looks and sounds very ironic. <laughs> I have to look it up now. because You mean satirical? Like he's singing, but he's yeah, not you'd doing th- a great job You'd think he would be just goofing off, right? Okay. But no, he's, he's very serious. But go on. Okay, so irony. Expressing one's meaning by using language that normally signifies the opposite. I don't know if that's... That's the Oxford languages. Deliberately contradictory. A literary technique originally used in Greek tragedy by which the full significance of a character's words or actions are clear to the audience or reader, although unknown to the character. Irony. Hmm. A lot of the times the way the word is used now is you'll hear the youths saying things like, well, he's, he's doing that unironically, meaning he's, he's serious about it. Okay. Where if he was doing it ironically, then he, he would, the person that, you know, the he in this scenario would be in on the joke. But this, okay. this is uh, Vin Diesel Well, rain, apparently rain on your wedding day is ironic. Yeah, see, Alanis Morissette didn't understand, or the writer of that song, anyway, didn't understand irony. 
It's just, they, she just. It's like 10,000 spoons when all you <laughs> yeah. need is a knife. Yeah, this, this is all just bad luck. Bad luck and irony are not the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> well, here's, here's Vin Diesel singing Stay by Rihanna. Okay, go yes, for it. Yes, I'm serious. Okay. And this is not. It's like a lip sync, uh, what would you call it? Karaoke? Kind of. The video has like a slideshow of Rihanna behind him. So this is a somber song for a somber mood, and if you're really feeling somber, you can go ahead and listen to Vin Diesel do it. If you're, especially if you're a car guy, Vin Diesel has a lot of. He he's tried. Uh, he's kind of tried to be a singer. Yeah. There's a few. There's a few things out here like this, of him, and it doesn't it seem like every actor wants to be a rock star, and every rock star wants to be a singer. Isn't that kind of the thing? Some uh, of them, and some of them pull it some off. Some of them pull it off. Will, Will Smith, before he slapped Chris Rock, had, was a pretty successful actor <laughs> and a pretty successful rock Not a rock star, but uh, you know, he was a singer, a performer, a rapper. I forgot about the slapping of Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah. How could you forget? Uh, try, there's a lot of things you want to forget from this particular go-around. I've been thinking about that actually recently. Maybe we can talk about it later. I feel like, like the Barbie movie. I feel like we've derailed your uh, your <laughs> Fast and the Furious introduction, but well, I'll our introductions generally are misleading anyway. But uh, <laughs> no, I like Cars. Uh, Fast and Furious is fun, but anyway, keep going. Well, I just think a lot of people are forgetting some of the most absurd and egregious things that have happened over the last and, couple And I'm not years. talking about, what is it, Fast and Furious 6, where they have a chase scene on a runway that lasts for 20 minutes. So the airplane is taking off. This airplane carries tons of cars, and they're driving in and out of the airplane on the <laughs> runway and fighting and getting in and out of the cars while the plane is taking off. If you've ever been on an airplane at an airport, usually the takeoff takes longer. But this is like a 20-minute takeoff yeah well maybe they That's were just the one big one i remember it's not and what's great is it's not the most outlandish of stunts that's <laughs> no, they, been done in the fast they, furious didn't they franchise. jump a car out of a out of a building like smashed it through a window in a Into building another building and landed in another building i'm sure they did or landed in a helicopter missing. or that seems, yeah, that seems maybe less outlandish than fast and furious that sounds like maybe mission impossible i stuff. saw the new mission impossible how was that um, it's part one of two. They're very clear about that. In fact, there's a little introduction before the movie starts. You have Tom Cruise and I think the director of the film. And, you know, they're just being relatable, likable, like us. They're just like us. They, they yeah. say, thanks they for... talk about human trafficking? No. Oh. No, that was a Sound of Freedom that, that did that. Okay. But No, they just come on. They're like, we want to thank you for coming out to the theater to watch this. This movie's better in the theater. And they're probably right because the theater has great sound and it's a big, big picture. And the people generally... In the, I've gone to more movies over the last, like... 
month than I had in a long, long time. I've I've seen three or four movies in the theater, which is no, we had to go see Barbie. Crazy for me. Remember, we're going to talk about wanting to forget. That's <laughs> right. an interesting topic. Right. But but um, the people are, are generally still pretty well behaved in the theater and, and don't ruin that collective experience. But uh, Mission Impossible, um, what do they call it? Uh, Mission Impossible. Fallout? No. What's Di- it called? Dial of Diarrhea. No, that's the Indiana Jones. Um, I can't remember what they called this one, but it was good. Um, dead reckoning dead reckoning part one so there's a couple little so there's going to be a part two yeah and they tell you that they tell you that like three times you know they tell you that in the title they do and tom cruise is like thanks for coming out to the theater this is part one i think they wanted to make sure everyone understood that this film you're about to see does not have an ending oh but but um when do we get to see the ending I don't know when part two comes out. Well, Tom Cruise is generally thought of as indestructible, but what if he has a sudden heart attack or something like LeBron James kid? Yeah. Who's just like a superstar college athlete that should not have a heart attack. Just saying. Um, maybe they've already filmed it. I don't know. It seems like you could just film this. I guess they could just do him with AI if they had to. Yeah, AI is getting disturbingly good. But uh, part one's good. There's a couple little nitpicks, but one of the things that I think I think Tom Cruise has figured out, like we've all probably heard weird rumors about Tom Cruise's personal life and Scientology and things. And his middle tooth that is right underneath but the all, nose line. Have you yeah. ever seen that? that? When he smiles, his teeth are offset. You can't unsee it. Now that you've seen <laughs> it, you to, can't I'll unsee it. For that. I'll find you a picture. But something that Tom Cruise has figured out and uh, to his benefit is that Regardless of what his personal politics or personal beliefs are, he keeps that most for the most part out of his film and out of the public. So he just makes these great action films that people go and watch for the spectacle of it. And Mission Impossible is, uh, oh yeah, look at that. You've never noticed that, but now you'll always see it. (laughs) You're welcome. Did he get like punched when he was a kid? And like, I think his teeth are just off, out of symmetry. And uh, he had, I think he had his teeth done early on in his acting career because if you look at younger pictures of him, his teeth aren't that good. Yeah. But most actors do and actresses get some right. dental work or whatever. So their right. smile is sparkly. <laughs> anyway, we've derailed well, you twice now. Keep going. Uh, Keep trying. Anyway, he, it's sort of like the, the Top Gun redo, right? It's just, it's apolitical. It's fun. Um, that's how Mission, it's Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. I mean, it's totally uh, outlandish, right? It, oh yeah, look at those old photos. But that that one on the left there that that looks like maybe him in a role. Maybe they made his teeth look a little bit bad. Is that him from the? Uh, wasn't didn't he have a small part in one of those ensemble coming of age movies? Ensemble cast movies. I'm trying to think what it was like. Something like the Inseparables or the. Outsiders. Outsiders or something. I think, I think it was called The Outsiders. The Outsiders had a bunch of those young actors in it, right? It Maybe of, he had weird teeth. That's what I'm saying. I think that might be part of the role, but that doesn't look great. That, that little, one that doesn't look good. Picture. That could have been part of the role, but... But it's just uh, Mission Impossible, Dial of Darkness, or whatever you said it was called, <laughs> Death of the Die. It's, it was fun. Lots of crazy, crazy outlandish stunts as always. And maybe this is somewhat of a spoiler, but there's a 
there's an amazing... Uh, it's called Dead Reckoning, by the way. Nothing to do with the dial, nothing to do with uh, <laughs> Indiana Jones. Just <laughs> There's a shot. Uh, I was... You know, the, the movie kind of starts to um, wind down, and I'm thinking this can't be the end of part one because we haven't seen the, the famous motorcycle base jumping shot yet. And, yeah. and then the movie goes on for another 45 minutes. But this base jumping shot, I watched some behind the scenes on it. And uh, I think that, that, has a sh- that one picture had a shadow over some teeth, and, but I don't think they changed. I think he had pretty bad teeth before he had them fixed. Yeah, looks like it. So, but this uh, this motorcycle times. base jumping shot. So the character Ethan Hunt, he's on a motorcycle and he drives it very fast, very quickly off of a mountain, and then he parachutes. You know, he he jumps off the motorcycle, which he has jumped off the cliff, and then he lets go of a parachute. But Tom Cruise actually did that like six or seven times. Off of a ramp into a gorge. Really? Yeah, he... He, he, he does his own stunts. That's something... He, he does most of his own stunts, and this was a stunt that, if something had gone wrong, would have ended Tom Cruise. But it, you can go and find the, the behind-the-scenes footage. You can see pictures or a video of the crew, like, really nervous about this because they know what's at stake. And Tom Cruise just insisted on doing it and insisted on doing it over and over to make sure they had the, the right take and all the shots they needed. And I think also he just liked doing it. But he, <laughs> That's he, what he's doing, he, yeah. He literally, he drives this uh, motorcycle off a ramp, which the ramp is then covered, you know, it's CGI in the movie to make it look like a mountain. But him, yeah. him some of those shots probably have some CGI in there. But he really did it, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, he's uh, broken bones and stuff doing stunts, yeah. hasn't he? Like that's yeah. the last Mission Impossible. I think there was a an accident when he was jumping across a gap between buildings. But apparently, I mean, again, all of this could all just be Hollywood myth making. But apparently, he's a pilot and he's great motorcycle driver and just does all these things. And and he's sort of the last. I think we talked about this last great action star last great action star and kind of that all-american sort of uh movie star hero so mission impossible dead reckoning has grossed part one by the way mm-hmm. has already grossed worldwide 493 million sound of freedom by the way worldwide is up to 163 million which is just the u.s and canada because it's not worldwide it's just Mm-hmm. North America. I think Barbie hit the billion. Barbie hit a billion from what I heard, which how's, how's uh, Mrs. Flood feeling about the podcast? Did she listen? Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. We had a lot of listeners. That was a very popular podcast last week, by Good. the way. Good. Yeah. A lot of, not a lot of comments, but a lot of listeners. Yeah. Maybe we've lost listeners at this point. Maybe we've lost Mrs. Flood. I think maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah, I watched. Um, I watched a few more reviews. There's kind of a a, a strand if you, out there of uh, kind of conservative pundits, like people from the Daily Wire and things, that are saying that that Barbie is sort of uh, either accidentally or unintentionally conservative, and well, T- TBM, TBM yeah. kind of brought that up. And I don't remember if we addressed that in our 
deep deep dive but i i, I can see I think that he was he was commenting on that podcast already before we podcasted yeah he was but I, but, but that's this gen this 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 broader idea that it's if the movie ended with the Barbies and the Kens living happily ever after under what Ken thinks is patriarchy, but is really just more akin to like equality with both men and women uh, happy, maybe I could uh, I could get behind that point of view. But the movie doesn't end that way. Instead, the movie ends with the infiltrator uh, Gloria. You know, this outsider coming in and reminding all of the women that they're supposed to be miserable. <laughs> Go back, you can listen to our 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 deep dive on the on the film. But but well, the movie's sh- been a huge success. Have you uh mod- has your opinion changed at all or um No. No. <laughs> I mean I haven't rewatched the movie yet. No, but you've talked have you talked more about it or a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. With other people? But not not too many people really. I've, I don't run in a circle that of people that cares go watch Barbie, or if they do, they watch it and they just think, well, you know, it's just Barbie. But right, which not, is fine. I'm not disparaging or anything. I I can understand just like sometimes you just want to watch a movie and not think too much about it. Well, I ha- I have uh, some family members, uh, ladies that were saying, yeah, we're gonna go watch it. You know, some. Mm-hmm that we're interested in the nostalgia aspect of it, the fun, exciting mm-hmm. trailer. You pointed out that the trailer was uh, deceptive. It wasn't clear about what it was going to be. And um, they uh, listened to the podcast and now do not want to watch the movie. So we have, <laughs> we have uh, inadvertently um, no, now they need removed to go, revenue. They, they need to go see it because I'd be curious to know what... I, I, I would like to know what, uh, what people think. About the movie, men, women, people who agree with our take or what, disagree. One of, one of our friends, uh, I showed him the, I told him about the Space Odyssey 2001 homage at the beginning, and they were incredulous. They they were like, no, they're they're not smashing the babies. They're not killing the baby dolls. They're maybe d- disinterested in dropping the baby dolls. And I, um, I was like, no. Go. They found a clip of it on YouTube and. Lo and behold, they're smashing. It was really bad, and and they then they circulated that around with some friends, and like, do you not see the depravity? Do you not see how bad this is? And the friends were like, "Yeah, it's no big deal. It's kind of com- comedic. It's fun." Well, that's how it's presented, you know, with the narrator Helen Mirren, who's very talented. Well, that's you the know. power of um, cinema. Mm-hmm. People get what they want out of it or what they think they want out of it right they the uh, symbol has the power to reveal and conceal at the same time right which is very very powerful what is the actual reality that is a i think an important question we like to talk about on the on the podcast things that make you go Hmm. Hmm. Well, I I don't think there is actual reality. I don't think what we call the real world, not what Barbie calls the real world. Well, sure, the world that we're in. I I don't. 
I don't think it's real. I think we talked about this plenty that we're we're in living in Plato's cave or we're living in the Matrix, right? But do you're a if I understand you right, you're a believer in an actual reality, a real world, uh, and what we, some people might call an objective truth. The mm-hmm. idea that there right. is such a thing as truth. Yeah, is that f- fair statement? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And I think if it within this realm, this mortal realm, there is objective truth. There is reality, right? There's things that are, you know, the 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 sun is hot. Well, to quote Donald Rumsfeld, though. People lie all the time and get away with it. Oh, I know. And that's one of the things that uh, we, we're all forgetting that. Speaking of forgetting again, yeah. we're forgetting ab- about how we were treated during the pandemic. Uh, I've been kind of feeling some nostalgia. <laughs> some pandemic nostalgia? Uh, no, that, it's, uh, I'm using that word ironically. Unironically. But, I, but I've, been, I've been going back a little bit, and there's some people on Twitter doing this. Um, because you still have like Dr. Fauci out there saying, no, nah, it's all natural occurring. The, the virus came from the soup in the bats. And, and it's just so obvious that that isn't true anymore. And, and well, it's so obvious that he doesn't even believe that. Yeah, right. Because right. they have his, well, he does they now have the, they now have the transcripts <laughs> right <laughs> from but, his emails. But, and, you know, Rand Paul, like he, he's trying to fight the good fight. Maybe he puts on a big show, and Jim Jordan and these guys, and they you you, you watch these bureaucrats squirm under some tough questions in a congressional hearing, and then it ends, and the bureaucrats go back to their jobs, and nothing's changed. And it's something that I I don't consider myself a real vindicative person. I don't want other people to suffer. But there has to be consequences for actions, especially actions that hurt other people. I mean, the, the pandemic responses, right? The, the, all of the theatrics and the, the mandates and the lockdowns, the, the, those had real consequences for people, including death. Um, the, the vax mandates, you know, I've, I, I went back to make sure, you know, it's like, uh, did I dream that or did it really happen? I had to go back and I looked up when the local, um, dominant church institution when the lds church in the The thing the the christmas let's just call it the thing from now on (laughs) from here on out it will be referred to as the thing chris no we'll we'll call it we'll just you know a rose by any other name smell as sweet a thorn by any (laughs) other name but here okay this was december 2021 okay Okay. so flashback uh dream sequence warning it's not the dream sequence. This, this was, is the flashback uh, sequence. And let's remember, this was well into the era of knowing the vaccine was neither safe nor effective. Okay, this was December 2021. The vaccines had been around for a year at this point. So, because that you're saying they launched in early 2021, the yeah. year after the pandemic. Well, I think some of the first ones were like late 2020. Well, that's when. Pfizer and the church were speculating that there would be a vaccine by November. <laughs> and by, if you remember the timeline. That was in July 2020 when yeah. Pfizer and the church embodied <laughs> one person named Richard Hutchins. We've linked to this on the podcast before. Since scrubbed, since deleted. I think we, fa- I think we have a link to an archived uh, version of it. We do. It's out there. It's out there. Meridian Magazine interview where he said, let me... Let me take off my, my 70, 70 hat, hat and put on my Pfizer hat. That was very bizarre. 
Anyway, December 2021. Um, so this is after Biden, after January 6th, after oh yeah, yeah. everybody at this point, some of the people had begun to smell a rat. Yeah. This was after Some meaning the, vast majority of people, I think, had begun to smell a rat. This is also after the infamous vaccine letter uh, that the, the church, church sent out, which was August 2021. But uh, this was... Uh, this was this is still on the internet, by the way. I screen clipped this this morning or last night thinking about this. Lights on Temple Square will be turned on in the evenings beginning November 26th. Okay, so it was November 2021. But will be limited in number due to the ongoing construction. You remember Temple Square is... Still under construction. Still and will be for several more years. Attendees at any events on Temple Square are required to wear masks and be vaccinated if in the eligible age categories. So the church had a vax pass there for, for Christmas. I don't know if it was uh, how enforced it was. I don't know if they were checking papers at the door, but we have to remember that these things happened. And it's how quickly we forget. Remember the uh, Roe v. Wade leaker? Whatever happened to that? Who knows? Uh, undiscovered. Remember the, the pipe bombs that were found at both the RNC and DNC? Undiscovered. Forgotten about. Un, 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 uh, uh, resolved. Uh, we just we forget all of these things. Remember the pipelines and the, the Nord Stream pipelines? Well, what's the latest news to distract us? Trump's there, been indicted again? Yeah, there's that. Uh, there's a- aliens. And no one, it's, it's funny. Um, <laughs> oh, well, just look up Fox News. Look. Ice cream truck owners revolt over Blue City's ridiculous crackdown on summer fun. That sounds serious. There's nothing going on this week. It is uh, August. Is it con- technically considered the dog days? We've talked about this before. The dog days relate to when Sirius comes back up and rises heliacally. I don't think we're quite there yet. By the way, today is uh, August 7th, one of the cross quarters. August 7th, 2023. I'm Bobby Flood. That's Jordan Bruno. We are the Mind Virus Podcast. Yeah, in the Celtic traditions, this would be considered Lufnasid, the uh, celebration that occurs exactly between the uh, summer solstice and the fall equinox. So happy Lufnasid, those of you that are paying attention to the solar clock to the countdown which is everybody everybody's into that everybody is <laughs> crazy people uh i'm trying to find there was a uh, there was a tweet from oh was it like nbc news or the washington post or something i'm i'm looking for it here that was kind of saying, like, nobody's interested in the alien invasion. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird, because it seems like people would want to be interested in it, but maybe, maybe that was a big um, strategic mistake on their part. Well, I think people, uh, I think there's a lot of people out in the public that just kind of understand. Like, Everything the, coming out of the, the government the, is a lie. The nature of the PSYOP, yeah, and that... Something like this. I think they're having a little... Just another one. I think they're pushing the um, climate 
emergency thing a little bit more because they seem to have gotten better traction with that. People are more invested in that than they are worried about aliens. They're more, they think that they're, it's more likely that the earth will boil Probably. than aliens will invade. Here's uh, Here it is. NBC News on July 28th, 2023. The news that the government may be in possession of non-human biological matter and UFOs was met with surprising apathy online. The announcement spawned a lot of name, a lot of memes, but many of them signaled how disinterested users are with the findings. Hmm. Can't non-human biological matter just be dog poop? <laughs> I mean, that is non-human. <laughs> it's non-human biological matter, and UFOs is just an unidentified flying object that can be something like a just isn't identified. The kite your kid lost last. Right. March, but I just think it's funny, and 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 so the responses. Let's look at some of the responses. Right, uh, the point of crying wolf is that nobody believes you anymore. Pro tip: the story isn't about wolves. Uh, latest psyop falls flat with public. Well, Fox News just below the fold. There is a Harvard scientist says he may have proof of alien life after whistleblowers come forward. There right. is a headline on that. This is a good one. It's a meme. It has a picture of a flying saucer, and there's a, an alien, and, and then there's a, a, a guy. He says, hey. And the alien says, are you not shocked? And the guy says, man, I, lo- I got a lot going on lately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, propaganda department reporting propaganda not working. Best headline ever. Uh, this person says, neat. I'd like to see the Epstein list, the Epstein list now. Um, some weird, some some interesting headlines out there. Some weird stories, you know. Uh, Barack Obama's personal chef drowned while paddleboarding on Barack Obama's property. Um, that's old news, though, isn't it? Kinda. But is it the, uh, I, is it the second chef of his that has died? Uh, it's the second chef, but the first one belonged to or worked for uh, the Clintons. The Clintons. Okay. Seriously. <laughs> I. I uh, <clears throat> but this Barack Obama one is apparently there was another paddleboarder, but whoever that was hasn't been publicly disclosed. And so, of course, there's a lot of speculation and a lot of uh, conspiracy theories mm-hmm. about it, which is natural because that's what's going to happen when you don't tell the full truth and, and just tell the public what happened. But uh, the U.S. women's soccer team lost in spectacular fashion. In yeah, the sort of, uh, master wokester missed the final shot yeah. spectacularly, right? She, Megan Rapinoe, had a pen, the, the game was tied 0-0 with Sweden. They went into penalty kicks, and she missed by about eight feet. Laughed about it, shrugged it off, I guess. And, and then uh, when asked about the best part about being on this team, because I guess she's retiring, she said, equal pay. <laughs> Uh, the, it's it's remarkable. I, I was thinking Meaning about she this. got paid the same as all of her co. Uh, I don't know. Just that's what she made her career about, and uh, you know the the United States, the people of the U.S. Americans, U.S. Americans, as Miss South Carolina called us, U.S. Americans. They don't own maps, but they also are pretty willing to 
root for their teams, right? Their national teams, even in, in sports that aren't always the most popular things, right? We get behind speed skaters and gymnasts and things in the Olympics and swimmers, and there's nothing wrong with those sports. They're awesome. They just don't command the audiences outside of the Olympics that, say, football or basketball does. But this, this women's team has become a villain, and, and people are actively rooting against them because of how unlikable they are because all of the all that we hear from them is whining and complaining about some political matter and i don't know why they lost i i, I don't know i if think they, it was because they missed the goal well i don't know but they were ranked number one and they're the defending world cup champs so i'm wondering what happened between 2019 and now did they lose some key talent? Did they not train as hard? Were Maybe Rapino is uh, low T. Were they? Well, she is. <laughs> were they distracted? I mean, you could look at it from all the sports things, but ultimately, I don't really care because I'm just not that interested. And I've, I'm a fan of women's soccer. I had a, a relative that played professional women's soccer and uh, root root for the sport in general. And but they're just an unlikable uh, bunch. I mean, there's a famous picture of them all kneeling for the anthem, except for a couple of them. And they just tried to, I, I think athletes out there kind of need to take a lesson from Tom Cruise and just be really good at your, your craft, be really entertaining. And uh, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have opinions, but I'm just saying that you want to share those opinions in, in using your platform that has nothing to do with politics or social issues, just understand that that's fine. You can do that. That's your right. But understand that it comes with consequences and, and you'll turn people off. Michael Jordan said it best, right? It's a revealing statement if you really think about it, but he said, Republicans buy shoes too, <laughs> which was his way of saying, listen, Democrats, I'm with you, but I can sell a lot of shoes and make a lot of money. And Michael Jordan's a billionaire today. Yeah. Speaking of platforms, MSNBC is still upset about Donald Trump. Almost entirely an anti-Trump front page today. MSNBC, which is normal, is the is is that's the that's like the Wuhan lab. That that's where TDS came from. Was MSNBC <laughs> Trump derangement syndrome? Right. It's it's remarkable how they they just can't let it go. They're just still talking yeah, about CNN's it. pushing war. Um, anyway, I think we're pretty divided. People, people latch onto whatever platform fits their worldview and then right. they get pretty excited about it. Right? Like if you're into Barbie, you're into Barbie and you're just not going to be persuaded that them smashing their baby dolls is anything other than fun and exciting. Yeah, I mean there there is that. I I always tend to think we're less divided than the media wants us to think we are. But I do think that's that's I think we'll find out when something really serious happens. Well, I think there's a lot of really serious things that have already happened. Like why right. why can't we get people to vote uh for no taxes you know uh, they're taking lots of money and killing us with it so 
that's a pretty serious thing in my opinion. So you'd think that we could get people in that would lessen the scope of government, but no, we can't. Every time we turn around, there's another cause where we need more government. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. this seems to be a no-brainer, but if you go to your local caucus, it's going to be, well, but we need Mitt Romney. Right. We need the taxation. We need, like, I don't know if you got the the county's uh, property tax valuation thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we live in the same county, I'm guessing your property taxes went up by about 10%. Well, they never go down. They never go down, yeah. And the funny thing but, is they go up, but I haven't made any changes to my property to make it worth more. No, they haven't done anything. They just te- keep stealing more for the... The, um, the reasons. Mafia-like corrupt school district which is the alpine school district mm-hmm. and so they keep keep taking more then there's the central utah water conservancy guys which are stealing your water mm-hmm. they're, they're trying to make water more expensive now they say what they say they're doing is protecting the water but basically it's just making it more expensive and uh they're putting more restrictions in place for you to be able to use the water that you've traditionally been able to use well there's talk of these uh meters well they they've already mandated that in the state they've right. man- mandated uh meters on secondary water right which um in some cases people have had unmetered secondary water because that was the agreement right in the city if you ever talk to any of these old uh, farming families who had water rights, their they, their water rights were stolen in a lot of cases, or they were they they traded them in and then they weren't given what they were promised in return when the systems were pressurized. And yeah. that, you know, water is one of the basic water, especially in the West, is as likely to start a civil war as anything in Washington. Well, it's one of those basic necessities <clears throat> that has been centralized. This is why I like to bring up uh, the James Bond movie Quantum of Solace every once in a while because it is it does appear to be a documentary. The e- the evil organizations are definitely intent upon owning and controlling water, perhaps more so than oil. Mm-hmm. And that's the sort of spoiler alert. That's the crux of the movie is they think that they're after the oil when in reality they're after the water well water is uh uh that that's our food supply bingo right there um i, I don't know over. i don't know how many people i mean we we live in the american west so we're used to this but if you're like a, a an east coast uh person who's lived there their entire lives in, in a big city which millions and millions of people are, are are that right they they live in the in the suburbs of philadelphia or new york city or whatever washington baltimore like basically from you know uh like boston down to dc is just one big city but if you never leave that environment you would never see all of the vast ranch lands and the farmlands and the alfalfa fields and the wheat fields and the corn fields and you know the, th- the 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 giant farms of the Midwest and all of the cattle in of Texas and the Mountain West and understand that all of that that that's where our food comes from. When you go to Whole Foods or or, or uh, you know Trader Joe's and get your non-GMO, fair trade, vegan, organic corn mash or whatever, <laughs> or whatever 
understand that that comes from something <laughs> that's grown in the ground, and that requires water. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you go get a burger that that was once a cow that drank water, that drank water and ate grass, and hopefully the grass uh, grew from water. Hopefully, that was gra- <laughs> a grass-fed, free-range cow because I think that does lead to better meat, but. Uh, you, you travel through, travel through, uh, get on I-15 and, and go north from Salt Lake City, go into Idaho and Montana, and you will see uh, 10 trillion cows. Not in farmers' fields. 10 trillion? Pro- give or take. <laughs> give or take. <laughs> but you'll see them out there grazing. Uh, that's, that's a thousand for every person <laughs> upon the planet. <laughs> There's pe- there's just cows everywhere, and if you get off of I-15, well, actually ten thousand, excuse me, my and, math was off. And you get out there in the uh, in the mountains, you're going to see cows all over. Uh, oh no, it's not because we got eight billion people, right? I I don't know. Okay, we got to get good math here on the podcast. <laughs> it's always hard on the fly because you're like trying to process what Bobby's saying and do the math. It's just odd. It's, it's tough. <laughs> the point being is there's a lot of cattle out there grazing in the, in the national forest lands and the BLM. Yeah. That's Bureau that's of Land. Black Lives Matters lands. Bureau, yeah. Bureau of Land Management. Yeah. And that's what causes the conflict, you know, like the, the, with the Bundy yeah. family. Well, and uh, I was you, all over grazing rights. Yeah. Are, are you aware that it is illegal to store any meaningful amount of water that falls from the sky yeah. On your property. Yeah, here in the Utah state has of Utah, laws. you can have what, like 40 gallons of rainwater? 100 water? gallons. It says this, a person may collect and store precipitation without registering. <laughs> you think you, you think gun control is bad? Yeah, water uh, control, Without registering in no more than two covered storage containers if neither covered container has a maximum storage capacity of greater than 100 gallons. Yeah, I, I, I was looking at that last year and it boggled my mind i've got a great idea it is against the law to capture rainwater i think if you here's what you do you divert the water inside your house into uncovered containers yeah or just have a pond yeah but that would probably evaporate faster and you would have to get permits to build a pond on your property yeah so you just bring it in the house into little cups, <laughs> little tiny cups. No, total, total allowed storage capacity with registration. So if you register is no more than 2,500 gallons. So if you register, you can collect up to 2,500 gallons. Yeah, it's insane when you really think why, about that. Why would you want to tell them you're collecting rainwater? Yeah. I mean, why do they feel like they have... Why do they get to? Know? Why do they get to know that you're collecting up to the two thousand five hundred? Because at some point they're going to come tell you not to. Well, if you register, then they know you, and they can come and make sure you oh, only a, have. Yeah, you're a rainwater collector, Mister Flood. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You probably uh, mm. believe taxation is theft and other extreme right wing terrorist ideologies. <laughs> well, the battery's about out. <laughs> Not quite. There's your black pill. We're black pilling again. But anyway, I, uh, I I've seen a few. I try not to to pay too much attention to the news. It's all the same cyclical stuff. Everything that 
goes against the status as far right mm-hmm. every and, and we're supposed to just get in line and it's kind well, of I think the news is definitely losing momentum. The, the, the corporate news, the propaganda yeah, media is definitely losing uh, their viewership. Influence. They're losing their influence, yeah. I think, I think the general public is starting to figure out that not much from their government and the news, but I repeat myself, uh, is true. It's all laced. There might be some truth, but it's all mired and bogged down with lies and it's very manipulative Uh, we're told you must believe this here's what to think about this and i think fewer people are buying into it i think covid really the absurdity of it all really woke people up yeah some people but you're right there's a there's a there's sort of a collective forgetting going on isn't there a collective forgetfulness. Yeah, I think like, hey, we're going to have a fair election this time around. Even <laughs> though Joe Biden, the, the audacity of the was it the Secretary of State that was out trying to verbally pummel Vladimir Putin for throwing his political opponents in jail? Yeah, and yeah. then he got ratioed on Twitter because yeah, it it's was, like, oh, so Putin can't weaponize his Justice Department, but you. But can. we're going to go after the former president of the United States. For your crimes. Right. Yeah, it's... Crazy land. There's not a lot of self-awareness with these people. Yeah, but... But it doesn't... That's the whole point, though. It's like, okay, you get ratioed on Twitter. You get people laughing at you on Twitter making memes. That's not a consequence. No, it's not consequential. The consequence might be that there's some people that... that Three days later, 2% of the people who made a dismissive comment or made fun of him on Twitter would forget the whole episode. I and think move on to the next thing. And meanwhile, Blinken is still the secretary of state. Nobody right. in the, in the Biden administration or in the intelligence community that uh, lied about Hunter's laptop, that lied about all of this stuff that helped create false narratives and false documents about the Russia interfering in yeah, the there's election. No there's just no consequence. And I think there's, there's kind of a feeling out there amongst the, heard that well we're gonna throw the blankety blanks out in 2024 isn't there kind of that Uh, like desantis is out saying trump lost in 2020 fair and square that was a headline on one of the corporate propaganda outlets i saw and desantis has said other things like when i'm president i'm gonna dismantle this and he's having a hard time getting any traction He's, he's just i mean i don't think i can really remember him speaking he's he's not very charismatic is he he can be, uh, yeah. but he doesn't, he kind of pales when you compare him to Trump because C- Trump can command a room, but also I, th- I think it's all part of the, the narrative. I don't think, I think they're setting up Trump to run again because they want him, they meaning the puppeteers of all of this. Uh, is I think it possible, I, I, is it really possible that Joe Biden will serve another term? No. Because there's no there, there's too much corruption, right? Isn't it? Isn't it that obvious? It's not even the corruption. I mean, the the only reason I think Trump or uh, Biden would be installed for an, a second term is because uh, Barack Obama uh, is still in power and finds it easy. You know, Joe's the front man. But I don't even think Barack Obama was a well well established teleprompter reader. He's just well, I think he's, he's just still, a puppet. 
he is, but I think he's still very much uh, in in involved in in in, in the current in the puppet in, show. Yeah, I mean, most of uh, you look at Biden's staff. There's a bunch of Obama people, yeah, Valerie sure. Jarrett, but, but they're all Clinton people. Well, yeah, true. It's the Bush Clinton crime syndicate. We've de- we've detailed this extensively. But I, I don't think I don't think I think Joe Biden. I mean, they can get some other idiot in there to to do their bidding. And maybe that idiot is Trump. I mean, Trump did some some things that I liked when he was in office, but when the most important thing came up, he he failed utterly. He laid down and the train ran him over on the tracks, and that was the the pandemic. Well, he some of our it. some of our listeners would argue he really didn't have a lot of influence. Well, that might be, but he could have still verbally and publicly. Uh, fought against it right there there's a good argument to be made that he is pretty pliable he stood up there and was like anthony fauci's awesome this guy's so smart he's one of the smartest people i've ever met so he if he's guilty of anything there it was going along with the yeah insanity yeah and then taking credit for a lot of it you know i saved 200 billion trillion lives with the operation warp speed and it's like, I don't think you want to take credit for this vaccine. Uh, yeah. Yep, you make a good point. It's difficult to know what's going on, but our, I, I, we, we seem to have some collective amnesia here. Like, we're the battered spouse. The people are the battered spouse, and we keep getting abused by the state, but we allow it to continue. Yeah, and, because uh, they uh, provide uh, mail service or something. Well... That's usually the, the argument. Are running on the time. problem is the system, I think, is complicated, and kind people of. don't have time or the willpower to go in and try to fix it. And and anytime you get into it, you get deflected by somebody who says, "Well, I know how this works, and we can't, we can't go out and you know remove the IRS. We can't get rid of. We can't stop the war in Ukraine. We can't do anything meaningful. But what we can do is get so and so elected because." You know they're going to get judges appointed, or they're going to they're going to end up on the judiciary committee, mm-hmm. and then they'll be, they'll be able to make a difference. It's like, yeah, unless they're forced to resign midterm right. for undisclosed mysterious reasons. I just I don't think this the machinery is fixable. I think it's been fully purchased. There's a ghost in the machine. I. Uh, that's kind of the uh, premise of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, part one. Elaborate. <clears throat> well, Without spoiling the movie, because I don't think this one was spoiled at the start. Yeah, you can't really spoil it. I mean, it's, there's it's no only ending. part one. But um, there's AI technology, and it's very advanced and becomes kind of uncontrollable. And, so it's Terminator. And... Uh, this is the plot of Terminator. But it's not a robot. We already know how Terminator <laughs> ends, Tom Cruise. But uh, one of the, in the early in the movie, there's a, a Russian submarine, and one of the Russians says, There's a ghost in the machine. Mm. Which is a phrase that is not uh, original to that movie. Right, there's it's like a, a couple of movies called Ghost in the Machine, right? It's basically the idea that the machinery or software or something that's not supposed to act of its own accord is acting on its own. Right. 
Now that's that's an interesting philosophical right dilemma because you know if you're um, Mormon, a Mormon, if you like Mormonism and things that Joseph Smith said, there was a revelation received in 1833. We have it in section 93 of the Doctrine of Covenant Doctrine and Covenants, um, and it says intelligence. Right? We're talking about intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. It says, intelligence or the light of truth was not created or made, neither can it be. Right. So, intelligence by its very nature cannot be artificial. True. So, we're, we're, are, we, are we dealing with in AI, is this the, is this the left field curveball, whatever you want to call it, like COVID, the hype that's going to, move humanity in a direction it doesn't want to be moved or it shouldn't be moved is this an artificial <laughs> is this artificially moving us in a place that we shouldn't want to go cuz well, i don't it, think it, it, it can i think i think the machine the, the you talk about machine learning you talk about algorithms and stuff like that there there's very advanced software and algorithms but only because the people behind them made it that way right it serves their ends i don't think it can come become self-aware i i don't think it can but i think it be it can become something that for example uh the the writers the SAG people, right? Uh, What's SAG? SAG is uh, Screen, Actors. Screen Actors Guild. Goop. It's a union. They're on strike, I think, still. No one really cares. Right. But one of the big things, you've had a few of these really wealthy actors out there sort of rallying in them. And I'm like, well, you just take a pay cut. If 10 of you took a pay cut, you could pay a 1,000 regular <laughs> you know, crew members for a year, but mm-hmm. that's not, that's not on the table to use their language. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the rallying cries is that like artificial intelligence is not going to replace us because people are making short films that are completely AI generated. And it's, it's hard to tell the difference. I saw some, some pictures on Twitter uh, of people, right? These were people and they looked really real and they were, they were completely fake. Those people in the photos did not exist. They were creator mm-hmm. creations of AI. Where'd you see this? On Twitter. So there was a few stories on Zero Hedge and making the rounds of uh, how Insta- there, there are several fake Instagram influencers out there, usually hot chicks, right? Yeah. That are, is this the same idea probably the same idea yeah they're not real but and and they disclose that they're not real but tons of people subscribe because they love seeing fake virtual chick in greece i also don't fake virtual chicken into indonesia i also don't think a lot of people realize it's not real even though it kind of says there like i think they said the one i saw said virtual influencer oh okay that's something that if you're not paying a lot of attention you might just think oh they're an online influencer Mm. digital influencer but the the pictures are incredible uh in the sense that they're they're fake but they look they don't look fake at all and you know we we've i think we've linked to like the the Biden, Trump, and Obama playing D and D with their, you know, the, just their voices, right? 
you can kind of tell they're not actually the voices. It sounds like someone doing an impersonation. But again, these are things amateurs make. Right, but the reason that's funny is because they scripted it. They scripted it. So you have a fil- you, you have like, what, what do they have on the phone now? You can, you can use filters on your phone and you can put like a mustache on yourself or turn yeah. yourself into what a girl like real time. Yeah. Turn and, yourself into a bearded uh, and, wonder. And you think, well, some of us do that slowly over time. Well, Naturally. That, but that, that's the type of filter you'd have. It'll show you with yeah. a beard, oh, yeah. or it'll show you with. And it'll swap your faces. You so can, it'll swap like you get two people on the screen, and it'll right. swap their faces, and it looks weird. And, and your phones are doing it instantly. Or it'll uh, put bunny ears on everybody. Now think about somebody who's doing this with a high-powered supercomputer with technology and software that isn't available to the public to make it indistinguishable from reality. And that's where I, I've said this over and over on Twitter. I said, you know, deep fakes are going to start a war. But see, that's not my point here is that that's not artificial intelligence. That no, is I, someone I, that is a yeah, human with right. a, an entity with an inge- agenda yeah. trying to influence you. And it is not going to Terminator style take over. If, if we ever are told that the Terminators take over, that Skynet is in control, you'll have somebody like... Uh, Somebody de Rothschild back there pulling the trigger, right? Typing on the computer or Rocke- some Rockefeller, some uh, somebody way higher than Barack Obama that's going to be right. puppeteering this whole thing. Where where I think we lose control of AI isn't in the movie sense where the AI becomes sentient and overlords us all. I think how we lose control over it is when nobody. In the general public, when nobody knows what's AI generated and what's real, when when you, I mean, you go we we go watch movies, right? We were talking about CGI and versus physical stunts. You want some great physical stunts? Go watch Smokey and the Bandit, was, or the Fast and the Furious. Oh yeah, that's all physical. Right? <laughs> well, but, when 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 Dom launches the car across the divider on the bridged highway and then catches letty in the air yeah that was that was real i think they did it in one take (laughs) one take one camera yeah but imagine now imagine like a a news report and the and the news will use fakey stuff all the time remember cnn was faking the gulf war talking about the gulf war and it was actually a training exercise in oklahoma or something right well, no, 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 that was, uh, they were literally... Oh, yeah, like, when they had their helmets on yeah, and were picture, in... They were play-acting. They were in New York City or something. Yeah, they were play-acting an air raid. But uh, That's the uh, one that got out. Right. Imagine one... But the, you're talking about the... They had some sort of a... Uh, war, some war footage that was actually... Right. Was it war footage? There was something where they were trying to say that so-and-so was attacking so-and-so. Right. And it turned out it was like a controlled... It was a training show, exercise. a training exercise or yeah. something in in, in a, one of these uh, southern and, states. And I think somebody got caught uh, in the pandemic recycling. They were recycling footage, footage that was supposed to be an Italy. Italian hospital, but then they were saying it was in New York, and who knows what it really was. Yeah, there was also there was the little boy that died like nineteen different times under different names. Well, one of the things that got us into the Gulf War was the testimony of the Kuwaiti aristocrat princess whoever it was that said they were throwing babies out of the hospital right. windows right. which never happened 
Now, uh, and we've got uh, Gulf of Tonkin. We know that the, we've been largely influenced by things that never happened, right. by people that have an agenda. Now imagine that there's a uh, video footage of Vladimir Putin um, executing people, right? Going down a line uh, and shooting, shooting people himself. in the back of the head. Him doing it himself. Yeah. And it's um, maybe one of the people is um, an American journalist or um, Zelensky or something. And it's, it looks completely real and violent and mm -hmm. gruesome. And it's 100% fake except that nobody understands that it's fake. Nobody knows that it's AI generated. See, I don't think that's what's going to happen because I think it's people are that apathetic. I think what you're going to have is a nuke will actually go off in America. Yeah. And they they will tell you who to hate. It yeah, will be that, like like we should all if we want to catch up on what's likely to happen, we should all watch the TV series from I think it's 2006, Jericho. Mm -hmm. Skeet Ulrich I think is one of the main actors in that. Yeah, that's where a, a Not nuke, very well known. A nuke goes off in America, but nobody knows. Tons of nukes go off. Right. It, it destabilizes the entire country, but they were, they were, they find out later they were suitcase nukes or mm -hmm. uh, truck bombs. Right. And that, I, I think that that premise is far more likely to happen. You're going to see some false flag because we, you, you got, we've said it before on the podcast, a bomb could go off. You could see the mushroom cloud and you will be fully dependent on the lying, cheating, stealing, statist, devilish news, corporate propaganda news media. Do you have any more adjectives to throw in there? Um, You'll be fully dependent on them to tell you where it came from and who to hate. Degenerate. Degenerate. Yeah, well, that's already happening. I mean, we're, not the bomb part, but we're all told right now we need to hate Russia. Well, and the same thing happened on 9-11, though. Yeah. Hate, that's hate that's the, the that's the big deal with 9 hate the muslims that that is the big deal with 9 11 and there is a scriptural precedent for this happening and it's in when amalekiah has his servants poison lahanti mm -hmm. and says i'll be second in command you know and then he poisons him by degrees takes control of the army and then when they come back to meet the lamanite king he has his little criminal syndicate engage in a false flag terrorist attack. Right. They kill the king and they blame it on the servants of the king. Right. And then he stands up and he gives the same speech that George Bush gave in 2001 after 9-11, that if you love your king and if you love your country, you'll go after these terrorists and any nation that harbors them. Remember, the servants yeah, of the king had with fled. Us you're against us. Yeah, they had fled to the land Jershon, to the Nephites, and then they attacked the Nephites because they were harboring the terrorists. This is age-old um, psychological strategy warfare. Yeah, I don't think so. What we're seeing is probably uh, we're we're gonna see the same thing just with a modern flavor, modern flair. Right. That's what that's what we're gonna get. I don't think these people are creative enough um, to really pull well, anything. They interesting don't have off. to be because they know that this kind of stuff works. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look at look at the Ukraine Russia war. Um, you don't you don't see it as much anymore. There's still that billboard on I-15 down in uh, Orem or Provo that still says "Stand with Ukraine." I saw it the other really? day, and I'm it. It's just says "Stand with Ukraine," meaning run a corrupt government. Uh, I don't know. Steal as much money as I, possible. But I'm like, somebody is still paying for this. That billboard's been up. It's one of the digital ones, so it oh, okay. it cycles. But it's been up there for like a year and a half, and that's not cheap. I, I wondered who's funding that. I think billboards 
fund themselves. <laughs> They're an AI. <laughs> well, a, a digital one could be has a mind r- of its maybe own. Maybe cheaper, but I think billboards should you should have to disclose on them who's funding it, even if it's small. It should be. Should you have? But okay, that that's an interesting question. Should every advertisement have to disclose who's funding it? Any um, does all speech have to say who is behind it? N- no, but I think. But that's the slippery slope you're on. It is. It is. I, I know like campaign ads have that. You have to say, you know, mm-hmm. this ad is a, brought to you by American F- Pfizer. For, right. Everything's brought to you by Pfizer from now true, on. True. Sorry. But, uh, but you look at the Russia-Ukraine war, and when it really started getting ramped up, we were told over and over from all kinds of sources that we need to hate Russia and hate the Russians. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, the... Uh, the wise and venerable and all-knowing, all-powerful Spencer Cox, the governor of Utah, he he uh, because wait a minute, back up. I just my my uh, sarcasmometer just went way off. What did you just say? Uh, Why, said, you said wise, venerable. Then you said something that did not was non sequitur. It didn't follow. All-knowing, all-powerful. Yeah, but then you said then you said somebody who did you? Uh, Spencer Cox. Okay, we're okay. Sorry, I gotta stay. I gotta stay with this so that I don't. Hey, he's the most influential, like a, consequential, uh, like a brain freeze, like a all the machinery just. <laughs> listen, listen. You can't. We can't choose our rendezvous with destiny. We just have to go along with it, and. But thank only the if lucky, you're vaccinated. We have to thank the lucky stars that we're alive in this time when Spencer Cox is leading us through these dark and perilous times. But because the state of Utah controls the liquor stores, (laughs) he being the chief executive of the Utah executive branch of uh, government. The chief alcohol boss. Basically. The chief mobster. Mobster. The cheap he, Capone. Remember, he pulled all of the Russian vodka off of this, the shelves in the Utah. Can Liquor you still stores. not get Russian vodka here? I, I don't know. We should do that. Uh, we should do a, but, a live show. Go down to the liquor store, me and you. But I just thought, be like, uh, yeah, let's find out. It would. It would like be a get get part. Yeah. <laughs> John Stossel used to do those types of things. Strangers in a Fox strange News. land. But. Uh, he pulled, you know, he mandated that all Russian vodka be pulled off the shelves. And I thought, that's it. That's done it. You've won the war. That was what's going to push us over the edge. Good job. But of course it didn't. I can't believe it didn't, but it didn't. It was possible that the uh, Utah Brewers Association is actually behind that Stand With Ukraine billboard. Uh, maybe. But it doesn't say anything about the vodka. And I don't know if it's still... I'd be curious to know if Distil- that was just... Sorry, some, the Distillers Association. Some, I, pro- I probably uh, just impugned a bunch of breweries. I don't know if that was just pos- unnecessarily. posturing by the chief poser. And maybe after two weeks, they could... It's the poser-in-chief. Put it back. Say that. I, I don't know. Maybe that's something we need to look into. But um, there was all this propaganda, how we're supposed to hate. You know, we had, we had our two minutes of hate about the Russians. And it's like, the Russians are just like us. They don't have any control over the machinations of their corrupt, unstoppable, unchangeable government. But, I will say but, from my understanding, Vladimir Putin's quite popular in Russia. If you listen, or if you, if you read, I, I don't know Russian, so I can't listen, 
But I've read some translations and I understand their translations of a lot of Vladimir Putin's speeches. And I tend to agree with most of what I read. And I don't know if he's just postulating or if this is what he truly believes, but what he talks about is a lot of traditional kind of classic liberalism, classical liberalism, not classic liberals. Classical liberalism is what we now call small c conservatism, maybe small l libertarianism. Right, right. Jeffersonianism. Jeffersonian. But basically, you know, Putin says things like, and I'm not, this is not a direct quote, but, you know, don't start nothing, won't be nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Play stupid Uh, games, win stupid prizes. Right. But yeah, you're probably right. I mean, something's going to happen and we're going to be told who to hate. Right now, we're supposed to hate the Russians. We're supposed to hate Trump. We're supposed to hate uh, the unvaccinated. And we're supposed to hate white men. Well, we're supposed to be scared of AI. Right. That, so is the AI going to come to power and then tell us to lock down for climate? Or are they going to say it was an AI that got loose and launched the, the nuke? I don't, I'm just trying to explain that I could, you know, maybe I'm wrong. But if I'm wrong, then Joseph Smith is wrong here. Intelligence or the light of truth was not created or made, neither indeed can it be. All truth is independent in that sphere in which God placed it to act for mm-hmm. itself okay we're talking about the gods i mean the, the this ai thing the the level of hubris and arrogance behind our the ideas that somehow we're going to create on the same level as god is i think pretty extensive I think, so yeah but to finish the sentence all truth so intelligence, the real intelligence, is independent in the sphere in which God has placed it to act for itself, as all intelligence also. Otherwise, there is no existence. And behold, here is the agency of man and also the condemnation of man. Right. Because that which was from the beginning is plainly manifest unto them, and they receive not the light. This is the condemnation. Go read John chapter 3. The condemnation is that we receive not the light. So anyway, rather than getting into a big philosophical thing there, you were going to say something and we, we keep yeah, talking about artificial Far be it from us to be philosophical. Right. Well, no, I, I'm with you there. And, and I don't think what we call artificial intelligence is, it's not intelligence it, at meaning all. It's algorithmic. There's a, it's there, are, there is human agenda behind it. That's right. what I'm trying. We, okay. Where I'm, where I'm at as far as... We, could, we should change it from algorithm plus internet to agenda plus information right that's what artificial intelligence is where agenda I, uh, plus information it, it, where, where i'm where i'm that's what ai means where i'm at is i think that it could get out of control when the general population and we're already really getting there looks at something an image or a, a video or hears audio or whatever and can't tell the difference between that and an uh, isn't that uh, supposed to be the test is you what do they call that there's a that the test to see whether you have artificial intelligence is if a human can't determine that it's not real maybe what's the i'm what do they call that i'll look it up keep talking but i i've seen images and if you just look at them it's impossible to know like this instagram influencer um it's it's impossible to know that it's not a real person by looking and and 
not that long ago, AI generation, at least what's available to us, was, would really struggle with people. But the, no more. You know, within a year now, you're having these... I guess maybe the only clue is that the people in the photos are absolutely immaculate. Like, they, there's no scarring. There's no asymmetry in their faces. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're... And, of course, the, the women are all like Barbie. They all look incredible. Right. So here, But here's the... But these people that have been trying to control us for a long time, they're far, I think they're a decade ahead of the way we're thinking, Oh, yeah, right? yeah. So they would make you a uh, a not nice-looking AI, you know? Like, the, they're already doing, I, I think, again, I postulated on the podcast before, I should just stop telling you that I'm repeating myself. So you guys that have listened for a long time, <laughs> who cares? The point is that, uh, probably, I think half of the comments that you see on websites like the right. local communist rag KSL, probably half of them are run by uh, uh, an algorithmic. Yeah, uh, they're they're not human. I don't want to say they're artificial intelligence, but they're probably run by the CIA or some intelligence outfit to try to influence the way you think. I don't think there's that many idiotic Utahns out there saying the type of crap right. that they say on KSL. The statist garbage that you see in the comments is probably mostly made up. And the test that I was talking about is called the Turing test. You remember? Yeah. Did you see the movie, The uh, Imitation Game, which kind of sensationalized, glorified this Alan Turing who mm-hmm. beat the uh, German Enigma code machine? Mm-hmm. I mean, they make him look really sexy hot what his uh, guy's name's benedict cumberbatch that plays the yeah you know <laughs> and of course he's gay and and um it's a big movie to show how important it is that we don't um treat those people badly which is a good point we shouldn't we should value well we shouldn't treat anybody badly except for the we don't need to glorify their lifestyle oops, but except for the jackasses that are trying, trying to, to control us <laughs> So, uh, but the, 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 the movie, it, it's hard to tell what the movie's about anyway, because this, this, uh, this idea that he defeated the German, uh, code thing, that's huge. That's mm-hmm. pretty awesome, you know? And I think we can celebrate that. The Turing test originally called the imitation game by, Alan Turing in 1950 is a test of a machine's ability to exhibit intelligent behavior equivalent to or indistinguishable from that of a human. Turing proposed that a human evaluator would judge natural language conversations between a human and a machine designed to generate human-like responses. The evaluator would be aware that one of the two partners in the conversation was a machine and all participants would be separated from another. The conversation will be limited to a text-only channel, such as a computer keyboard and a screen, so that the result would not be dependent on the machine's ability to render words as speech, so audibly, Mm -hmm. right? Which is interesting because we've totally passed these thresholds already. If the evaluator could not reliably tell the machine from the human, the machine would be said to have passed the test. So you you already have... uh, stuff out on the internet that has not only passed the Turing test in in text, but in audible speech. Right. Because we have speech-to-text, or we have text-to-speech engines that can real-time repeat what, for example, ChatGPT would be saying if you gave it a prompt. The problem right. with ChatGPT is that it's one of the things that is a telltale sign that it's an AI is it gives too much information. 
But that could also be a telltale <clears throat> sign that Jordan Bruno is uh, an AI. TMI. Uh, I think we've seen AI uh, Joe Biden on the news. I think we've seen like some of these little blips that he does, you know, they, from his basement or from the Oval Office. I well, think there's been fake things. But there were there. a lot of reveals too early on in the presidency that they were doing this out of a sound stage, uh, you know, that the, right. that the Oval Office wasn't right. the, the Oval Office and and there were and a lot of the QAnon folks were trying to say that these these images and whatnot were evidence that uh, Trump, w- that Biden wasn't actually in Washington, right, D.C. Right. But I think that's that might have been more a reveal that you're dealing with a lot of theater. Theater, yeah. I, I think, you know, speaking of Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible always has the masks, right? And the COVID masks? No. <laughs> the blue the, surgical uh, masks, the, the ones that protect you the from human every disease. Yeah. They do that, but no, oh, you're talking you know, about when when Ethan Hunt will be disguised as somebody yeah. else. I, I I've seen some videos, and I again, it's, I don't know if they're real, but like kind of Hollywood style uh, masks that they're that good. People pull them off, and they're that good. It's like that. Oh, look, that's so and so the actor, and then they pull it off. You're like, no, it's so and so the other actor. Wow, that mask is incredible. I think there's probably we've probably seen actors with Joe Biden masks. Uh, there's people who really get into this and show the discrepancies how, between his appearance. How about um, the little speech thing that real time changes your speech? Yeah, that's probably think that's a real thing. Maybe I know we know that they can, we know can, they do, can do, it. do it on the internet. Yeah, yeah, software that can do it and uh, a voice changer. Usually, in the change your voice, dude. Oh, I've kidnapped the dog. You need to pay me six million dollars by Thursday. Um. Yeah. So that that's where I think it gets really dangerous is when you, when we can't tell the difference, and when we're really there. And like I said, uh, I know I use this example of like starting a war, but you could do it in any number of scenarios where you have somebody important doing something outrageous. I mean. We're probably going to get the first AI political takedown, or the first. Maybe we've already had them, but some, you know, some Ron DeSantis in, is going to be on video murdering somebody, or you know, doing something horrible. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't think Ron DeSantis does that. I'm just giving an example, so calm down. But uh, or you're going to get Joe Biden like eating. Uh, uh, brains out of a baby's skull or something crazy and it's going to look real there's going to be multiple camera angles or they're going to do something and people aren't going to be able to deny that it's um they're not going to know people aren't going to know if it's real or not i've heard that uh and maybe this is just a scare tactic that thieves are now attempting to extort people by trying to get your voice because you can, it only takes a small sample of a person's mm-hmm. voice mm-hmm. to um, to seed the AI, right? Uh, algor- to, to seed the algorithm that generates the the same sounding voice that they've that they are calling family members and um, telling them that they have them as a hostage right. and that they need to pay them money immediately. Or I heard something about this. Yeah. So it's it's is this a scare tactic? Is any does anybody know anybody out there that this has happened to? Uh, another another thing I've heard is that 
people are um, spreading, and this may just be, you know, like the Good Times virus email chain where mm-hmm. they just try to get people to send the the warning out. But I've heard that that people are now calling you and asking, "Can you hear me?" to try to get you to say yes, mm-hmm. so that they can have your your voice recorded right. saying yes. Right. So if someone calls you and you don't know who they are and they say, can you hear me? Say, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. would you please repeat the question? Speak into the flower on my lapel. <laughs> or do it in an accent and be like, yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> but, it, but the way to avoid all this is just don't put recordings of your voice, hours and hours and hours of your voice out on the internet. <laughs> Don't talk on the phone. <clears throat> don't talk into any electronic don't, device. Don't start. Nothing won't be nothing. Well, y- you also brought up uh, kind of changing the subject. I think the AI subject is is well, interesting. We we were we were kind of talking about forgetting what's gone on. Right. I think when we're in this uh, this summer period, you know, the approaching the dog days and. Um, at the at the end of summer, I think there's not a lot going on. People are on vacation, which should tell us yeah, something. Every yeah. every year, there's a lull. The news cycle's kind of dead. There's no real because uh, well, we've Congress been ru- is supposed to be out of session. Right. We've been ruled by emergency for so long that we think, okay, what's the what's the latest emergency? What's the big news? And in at the end of the summer, it's kind of like there's not much going on, and so then. Everybody's recharged. You get back, and then right around September 11th, it's time for a calamity. Right. Well, if I've I've seen some people postulate that there won't be a 2024 election. Uh, You asked, is Joe Biden going to serve another term? I said, no. There's some people who answer that question by saying no, because there's not going to be another election. And they kind of lay out some reasons for that, and it's always to do with calamity and war and uh if if that were to be the case there the, the for some reason the 2024 election is suspended uh i think that the actions that would lead up to that would start sometime in the fall kind of like covid right covid i think they got a little late start on covid but for something as serious as suspending election i think they'd get that started in september october november so that by the time summer rolls around, it's like, there's no way we're having an election in October or November. So you're thinking like, um, if the 2024 election is going to be delayed. Or just it, not happen. It will begin well before summer of 2024. Uh, possibly, Or if it's yeah. going to be, if yeah. it's going to be canceled. Yeah. So, yeah. so if there's going to be a, uh, a war breakout in um, a broader war, in Ukraine and in, in Eastern Europe, it uh, will probably happen in the spring or the or the winter coming up. It's going to come, it come pretty soon. I think, yeah, that because that seems it, like it's the big thing that would potentially affect the American election. Right. If 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 the United States was mired in in a world war, has there ever been a an a, an election during one of the world wars? Yeah, we just never change presidents. It's usually like let's keep every. I mean, I know, like, Bush kind of won re-election on the back of the Iraq War. Yeah, but that that we've been in perpetual war for a long time. But but 
like a a serious hot war, usually we don't switch people well, during also had, during the had, main conflict. We've also never had a, a, a modern post civil post world war two. We've never really had a war here on the American continent. Well, that would discombobulate everything. Yeah, so I if think, there was an invading force here, then they'd be like, well, we can't go to the polls. You have to stay locked oh, yeah. in your basements. Well, that would definitely negate the election. If uh, there, There's two ideas out there. One being that the election will just be influenced by a war. And the other is that we won't even have an election. I think they have right. to have a massive catastrophe in order to not have an election, like war on our... Soil right. or an alien invasion, yeah, or um, which could be heavily aided by artificial intelligence. It would have to be, right? And movie magic, right? Yeah. Well, did you see? Uh, somebody was showing me one of those three D billboards. Like there was one over in the Middle East where Barbie walks out of the box. Did mm, you see any of that? Uh, I think so. They're, they've had those for several years like yeah. especially in in the orient can we say that we're not supposed I don't to think so but yeah. uh in, in asian countries <laughs> that the, the, uh, there's like a pet cat that's been up on on a billboard and it it looks like it's coming out at you but it's right. really just a a screen that has some it's a wraparound screen i right. think is what it is so it appears to have some 3d properties have you seen the sphere in las vegas the sphere in Las Vegas, no. That's frightening. Uh, it's this like um, sphere. Okay. But they've got video screen all, all wrapped around it. They can make it look like an eyeball, like a oh, fireball. Wow. Like that, there's some, talk about summoning demons. Like that, that seems like something that would open a portal to a, huh. another dimension. By the way, while I'm looking this up, the dog days of summer are traditionally considered the end of July, start of August, so or a lot of July. So it's the it's the time before the Heliacal rising of mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Sirius. So we we got to correct the record. We're there. getting to the time of year where uh, so we're in it where people are getting tired of the hot weather and they're ready for the fall and even kids start to get a little uh, restless and they want to go back to school and start up their sports again and things like mm-hmm. that. So apparently there are seats inside of this sphere. Just really quickly looking at it. And it looks like they make it look like an eyeball or a basketball or. What would you do inside of it? I don't know. I was just, it says it has uh, 18,000 seats. (laughs) Is there like a hockey arena or something? I don't know. But I think you'd want to take advantage of the space inside it, not just put yeah. a big billboard on Maybe it. Maybe you can have concerts or something in there where the you can use demonic energies and music to summon the demons. To create a demon portal. To create a portal to the real world where you have to snowmobile and camp and bike and rollerblade to get yep. there. Yeah, and end up in uh, Santa Monica. Hmm. Well, you... I kind of want to change the subject here a little bit. Um, speaking of the Screen Actors Guild striking, right? Uh-huh. You mentioned that some of those people could take a pay cut um, and just, you know, kind of equalize the pay. Right. And just make a law that everybody on a Hollywood production yeah. gets paid the same amount of money. Yeah. Whether you're the star of the show or the assistant to the assistant caterer. 
Yeah. Is that, um, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking about this. I, I was having a conversation with somebody over the weekend relative to a better society. We, this is a subject we like to talk about, you know, what makes mm-hmm. a good society? What, what would make a better society? How would we approach Zion? And um, is, is the fact that um, we value each other's time differently, good or bad? You know what I mean? Like, because right. I'm not talking about property rights necessarily, but just the, the idea that your time is, you know, you are a doctor. So therefore you should be paid 10 times more than me because I'm a plumber or I'm a, well, an electrician or something like that. I think that. what we value isn't time, is it's skill and it's expertise. But like in a, in a Zion-like society, would the doctor be like, yeah, yeah, I'm 10 times more, man. Well, in a true Zion-like society, I think the doctor would just go and use his expertise and skill because it's the right thing to do. Now, now I don't know how, if there, I know people have tried, humans have tried variations of Zion. Communism. You have on one extreme, you have communism. You know, there's a little uh, settlement here in southern Utah called Orderville. You ever been there? If you've. Yeah, I've been through Orderville. It's uh, on Highway 89, like south of that uh, Carmichael, not Carmichael, Carmel, Mount Carmel Junction. There, yeah, the uh, Big Rock Candy Mountain. Yeah, where you can go to Zion Park. But Orderville was kind of a holdout. They, they tried to live the United Order and kind of have all things in common, and it, it just didn't really work. Um, People from the town could travel south down to Kanab and see that these people are living a lot better than we are. Well, they, yeah, they were uh, doing the law of consecration thing, right? Because right? you have to. you have the idea of property rights in mixed in it, and and the the big thing in society right now is that we live in fear, therefore fear of the future that we're not going to have enough. So we want to use our time to store up stuff to store up resources so that we can not have to work in the future, right? Right. See what I'm talking about? That's that's the genesis, that's the inception of the problem is that we're fearful about the future. So therefore, and, and you would you could argue, you can definitely make a good philosophical argument that, well, we need to be a little bit fearful. Otherwise, you have an ants and grasshoppers situation where nobody's going to do any work because they're right. all grasshoppers right? because nobody cares. They can just get... I think it's, get what they need in the future from the the productive class. That's part of the the problems of living in a fallen world is that the the Zion just it doesn't work because we live in a in a a realm that's the opposite of Zion. It's it's mortal. It's uh, but it's happened a couple of times, right? It, it's it's full of people uh, that will take advantage of the situation and you know evil conspiring men mm-hmm. and wickedness in high places. Um, but it has happened it, a couple it, of it's times. It's happened hasn't it? a couple of times. We have the city of Enoch that mm-hmm. was lifted from the earth. Then you have the period of time amongst the Nephites after Christ visited them. Which well, that didn't quite make Zion. They, they didn't, but it was pretty close. But I think we traditionally think of the city of Enoch and then the city of Salem mm-hmm. on the other side of the flood, that there was a Zion like. But it never lasts, except for Enoch. Was Enoch take, City was, was taken, was taken up. up, and and because it, pro- it probably wouldn't have lasted, uh, who knows, right? But you, you've had attempts, and and a lot of times in this, you know, in this fallen world, the attempts lead to tyranny. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you you kind of had Does that. Mean, mean we shouldn't try. I, I I well it it depends on what you mean by that. You know you had like the 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 pilgrims right. They arrived and they tried to have a kind of a united order type society, right. and it, they were just starving. They right, just were dying until they had some ownership over their land plots. At least mm-hmm. that's a traditional tale. Right, right? responsibility. And and I think it's important to have stewardship over the ability to reap the benefit of what you'd. Right, you had done because it's too easy just to say, "Well, so and so over there, old Mister Jones is in charge of the corn, so I don't have to lift a finger." Even though Mister Jones is not able to manage the the workload or whatever, and also give me the corn. Um, I think it's just part of being immortal is that we we have to, you know, by the sweat of that brow, you know, we've been cursed to work right. for our food. Right. Well, you work we must, but the lunch is free, right? <laughs> right. So, so there's a you you have to work, but the question is how do we value the work? Right. If, so if we can get past the laziness, so the 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 person that doesn't labor, they don't get to be in Zion. You're going to have to labor. Zion isn't a place where you don't have to labor. Is it's, what we're saying. It's not. Yeah, I think you have this corrupted idea where, uh, like like I think uh, universal basic income is a corruption of that idea. Like the, the Somehow ig- you can do that and you don't have to pay the, the piper. The ignorant person thinks, why don't we just pay everybody $100,000 a year and then everyone will be happy because then everyone can pursue their career in painting or podcasting or modeling or whatever and, and they don't have to worry about money. It's like that would ruin society. A UBI would destroy society because people would stop producing anything. Most people, over time, you might still have some holdouts, you know, ambitious people that want to start a business and produce things. I I think we're living it. I think right now what we're experiencing is maybe the peak of, like, human progression. Because in the future, I don't think we're producing enough people that are going to invent the next personal computer or Mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the next important medical breakthroughs or the engineering feats. I mean, you look at like the buildings people built a hundred years ago. Well, AI is going to do with all of this for us. So we invented, yeah, we invented the perfect slave. (laughs) Right. It's either going to, it's either going to make our lives a utopian paradise or a Terminator hell. Yeah. There's no such thing as a utopian paradise on earth. There just isn't. What's funny is all of the movies that portray some sort of a utopian paradise have some sort of a fatal flaw and end up in apocalyptic right. catastrophe. Right. And it turns out, and it usually turns out that it's an apocalyptic catastrophe <laughs> already with a fake <laughs> right. utopia. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're living through some important times. And, and I, I, I'm not real optimistic that like, by the time our grandkids are our age, I don't think the quality of life is going to be better than it's been over the last, say, 20 years. I, don't, I think we're looking at a, a slow decline in the quality of life. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope so. But Well, life expectancies are falling now. Well, and people, as a society, as a whole, people are becoming less and less healthy. Um, you know, men, you can look at some generational studies going back and every generation of man 
over the last 50 or 60 years has less testosterone than their predecessor, right? We're becoming less manly. Uh, <laughs> and that's not just a cultural thing. I mean, obviously, masculinity is being uh, erased culturally and being told that it's toxic and it's poison. And But also our literal masculinity is dropping. Uh, and, and I think that has some pretty, pretty important consequences. I mean, they say that strong, that good times create weak men and weak men create bad times mm-hmm. or hard times. I mean, hello, Spencer Cox. <laughs> but um, if the shoe fits, <laughs> if it walks like a duck. Now, well, I think we still have it within us to reverse this course, but it's going to take a mass awakening and and maybe some really bad times some hard times to try to depose these people like bill gates and these puppet masters that are trying to take over the world essentially i mean you sort of just have this old-fashioned villainry you know what do you want to do it's like pinky in the brain what do you want to do today brain same thing we do every day pinky try to take over the world i mean that that right that's what these people want to do and they're very blatant about it they want to take over the world. They want to control commerce. They want to control religion. They want to control health and wellness. They want to control you. your thoughts. They, they want to control want to, you and your thoughts. They want to control yeah. what you believe, what you see, what you yep. eat. And uh, that's the great war. It's the same war that's been being fought since the beginning of creation. It's, it's, uh, it's freedom versus uh, tyranny. Right. So I guess the big thing, the big takeaway from the, the discussion on work though is plan to work, be a, be a, be an improver, be a worker, be a learner. I mean, learning is work because that's what Zion needs. That's what, what it needs is contributors. People need to contribute. And what are you going to contribute? That's the big question. Right, right. Doesn't in the case need- of the Mind Virus show, we just contribute criticism. <laughs> is, is there a place in Zion for that? I think, you know, uh, maybe, not, maybe not so I much, but a voice of warning is helpful at this time, I, I hope. I don't think we just uh, criticize. I think we offer a lot of uh, interesting philosophical solutions. We, we need to rebrand. We are the Reality Check <laughs> podcast. We're checking reality. <laughs> Keeping it real. Remember it when in the Simpsons, uh, Lisa becomes president and she makes Bart secretary of keeping it real. Mm-hmm. And since we're out of money, she goes to him for adv- financial advice. And so he tells, tells her to tell the Chinese that the check is in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny how that's the, that's the American foreign and financial policy <laughs> today. Yeah, yeah, we'll pay you. We're $30 trillion in debt, but... We'll make more. It's like the Doritos ad campaign with Jay Leno back in the day. Crunch all you want. We'll, we'll make more. And the and the problem on a global scale is that uh, all the other nations of the world have adopted the Western banking model, it, and so therefore they say that the dollar is the cleanest, dirty shirt out there. <laughs> Did you see what uh, Greta Thunberg said? I'm sure. Who's, I know who's you, Greta Thun? I know you follow her. Who, who's this? You know. <laughs> How dare you? One of the you? unmentionables. She's not. She's not a single source of truth. She's your other girlfriend. She, uh, Mrs. Flood. By the way, I, <laughs> you might be more appalled at the fact that Bobby is harboring secret attraction to oh, Greta gosh. and oh. 
uh, and uh, what's her name from Ske- New Zealand? Skeletor. Skeletor. Skeletrix. She said, Greta said, if we save the banks, we save the world. Greta, the climate alarmist? Yeah, 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 yeah. No way. Yeah, unless it was AI. Yeah, total unmasking. She also was on video. Somebody said something to her like, can I, are you going to finish that or something? And she's like, how dare you? And she parodied herself. And it's like, you know what? This, these are all just actors. <laughs> they don't believe any of this stuff. Meaning like, are you going to eat those fries? Yeah. Is that what it was? I don't know what <laughs> was said to her, but she, you know, you stole my childhood. Like, that's her famous line, right? Like, how old is she now? I think she's like 20 or 22. She doesn't age. I, I, I'm not even sure she's a real person. She might be a, like an animatronic. or <laughs> Created by George like, Lucas. Like, has anybody ever actually seen her in person? <laughs> Is she just AI? Is she just, yeah. She's a virtual influencer. But, uh, yeah, she says, if we save the banks, we save the world. And I didn't know the banks were in trouble. It seems like the banks are always doing just fine because they always get, they always, uh, they are, they're always the beneficiary of any crisis. I also don't know when she said it, if it was very recent or. uh, So Reuters is fact checking this saying that it's taken out of context. It wasn't a statement in defense of banks. Oh, sure, sure. Her wider remarks show her saying that people in power have enough money to tackle the climate crisis if they want to. <laughs> if they <laughs> want to. That's you, all they talk you, about. Could you mentally contort yourself anymore? Could you, could you get yourself into a bigger mind pretzel? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw one. Do you want to know it? Do you want to know the bigger mind pretzel I saw? Okay. This has to do with some local things. You know, with Spencer the, Cox? Uh, the LDS church. Uh, it wasn't people from, it wasn't of church leaders or anybody. It was some just regular. Regular church people? Regular people. Are right? they allowed to think on their own? No. So th- were Apparently these off not, the reservation uh, people? No, but it, this was this, uh, people were criticizing the vaccine letter and sort of the larger response to the COVID from the LDS church. Like okay. The vaccine letter, the mask mandates, the vaccine passport. The, okay, so they were thinking on their own. And um, someone said... <laughs> Twitter trying to hold on I'm trying to untangle my mind no this was on the internet message boards the internet eh and someone said you're correct the church leaders were wrong about COVID they were misled but by being wrong and misled they were actually being led by God to be wrong in order to test us to be able to tell if they were wrong by being right because they were being led by God to be wrong. So we knew they were wrong, but the test for us was to follow them even though they were wrong. Yes, essentially. And that was the test. It was like a test within a test. The test, they were tested to be wrong, and we were tested to be right by following them when they were wrong. Something like that. That is a mind pretzel. It is. It is. And not even one with nacho cheese on the side. No, like, that's a Gordian knot right there. <clears throat> and it's like, I, I don't know if the person was just trolling or if they really <laughs> believe that, right? Because it was like, I don't know how you... Because that, that's showing some serious like, cognitive 
dissonance and some serious problems with the the whole idea of this hierarchy and how we have to obey the hierarchy no matter what. You know, it's like there comes a point where you don't drink the poison Kool-Aid because even though like like I think a lot of people who drank that it wasn't Kool-Aid. Poor Kool-Aid, right? Jim Jones didn't make Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid is a brand. It's a brand of sugary drink mix, but it wasn't Kool-Aid. I'm trying to remember what it was. Maybe you're looking that up, but poor Kool-Aid, man. They got got the short end of that one. Remember the old Kool-Aid ads where the pitcher of Kool-Aid would bash through the wall? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Back when we... (laughs) uh, Cyanide-laced punch. Let's see... Now, Rolling Stone has got way too many ads for this to be. It was a similar brand called Flavor Aid. Flavor Aid, according yeah, to Rolling Stone. It's the cheap Kool Aid. I'm not going to link to this, but if you want to Google it, it's 13 things you should know about Colt Massacre. Because <laughs> it happens all the time. Yeah, all the time. Well,. I was a I was a newly uh, deployed missionary, and uh, I'd never really grown up with Kool Aid. And I bought some Kool Aid at the Canadian grocery store, and mm-hmm. I they fig- sell it in Canada. I, I fig- yeah, yeah. I figured uh, all you needed to do was dump the mix in and add water oh, and stir okay. it up. So, so I did that to do the sugar. And I was like, this doesn't taste very good. And I looked at the pack, and it's like, add sixteen cups of sugar. <laughs> I was like, well, what a ripoff. Like, what's the point? You're just selling me like... Flavored sugar water. Yeah, I have or to... Or colored, colored sugar water, excuse me. I have to do all the... I have to provide all of the flavor. You're just giving me some food coloring. Like, <laughs> Exactly. I felt a little bit ripped off. <laughs> it meant I had to buy sugar. <sighs> Missionaries can't afford sugar. sugar. Let alone meat. <clears throat> but uh, anyway, poor Kool-Aid. They've gotten the short end of that. It's Flavor-Aid. Drink the Flavor Aid doesn't really have the same. Yeah, it appears to have not. Flavor Aid appears to have not made much of a splash after that. Like, it, is it a, is it a thing? Can you still buy Flavor Aid? I, I think you can. I think I've seen it. But my uh, the point being, there were probably people in that room that they knew what they were doing. They knew that they were going to die, and yet they still did it. And I just think that it's important that if looks like you can still get them. If the consequences of following somebody is going to lead to pain and suffering that you know is wrong, maybe you need to rethink following that person. Now, I understand that that that's, can be nuanced. I think trying to be a follower of Jesus can lead to pain and suffering, uh, but we try to do it anyway, right? But it doesn't lead to death. Taking the shot, drinking the flavor aid, can and has led to death fear leads to anger anger leads to hate <laughs> hate leads to suffering kill them kill them all yeah no we're in a weird spot yeah that that is quite a gordian knot there right that test within quite the test. a quite a mind pretzel a play within a play yeah yeah i'm just looking at this mgm sphere in las vegas yeah, it's weird. Weird. Weird stuff. Cool. Going on. It's like cool when you think about the the engineering behind it and 
it kind of yeah. like it's kind of an interesting thing, but man, it's weird. Yeah, you know, I just want to say to the listeners of the show, since we're black pilling you all the time, get ready for the long grind. I mean, think of your grandparents and what they had to go through and what they saw. You know, especially those that lived through World War II or fought in it. You know, I'm sure there were many points in their lives where they. Um, well, they lived through the 60s. Well, yeah, I'm sure there are many <laughs> points where they thought, hey, the apocalypse is upon us. This can't go on much longer. I think we may, maybe maybe that's the thing is we need to work. We need to contribute. We need to, I, I guess this, this would be my final thought. And I heard it from Catherine Austin Fitz, who you know is uh, perhaps one of our celebrity crushes, mine at least. My son was telling me that his celebrity crushes were Catherine Austin Fitz and... Um, Margaret Barker, Dr. Margaret Barker. <laughs> She's like 80. I know. He's, listen, an, he's kind of a strange cat. Listen, Junior. Junior Bruno. Junior Bruno. Let's rephrase this. Like, you can admire those women. You need celebrity crushes on uh, women that Different are, level. Maybe, maybe. Closer maybe. to your age. Closer to your Mar- age. Marriageable age. Yeah, yeah. Childbearing age, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Catherine Austin Fitz said this, and I think it's a good uh, wrap-up comment. Of course, Bobby, feel free to continue on for another half an hour. I don't, <laughs> I'm, I'm here for the duration. Um, but, you know, maybe that's my personal problem is, you know, worrying about the future. She says, and it is going to be a long grind, and so she says this. She says, you know, our job is to... Uh, conceive of and build the future, not to predict it and survive it. Think about that. We, I, I know personally. I know personally. I've spent a lot of time trying to predict and planning to survive entertainment tonight. Um, trying to predict and survive the future. She says our job is to build the future, not to predict it and right. to survive it. And so that has a lot of a Zion-esque or a pre-Zion type of a ring to it. You know, be engaged, anxiously engaged in a good cause, building something positive for the future as opposed to this attitude of we need to predict it and survive it. And, and right. since we're, since we're uh, in it for the long grind here, we might as well be involved in what that future is, building it conceiving of a better future and building it rather than just trying to survive it. Granted, the bad guys are going to try all the crap they're going to try, but... Yeah, they're trying to do the same thing. But they're just, they're imagining the future. They just don't imagine it with you being happy or owning anything. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Well, I I think that's a good way to end. I'm just going to send everybody off with this. We already heard this, Bobby. What's what's so even though the song's kind of depressing. It's just the the I call these some of these songs the wailing women song. You know there's a lot of that's been a style lately is women that are just kind of moaning and crying and <laughs> into the mic, you know, wailing. But then you got you got Vin Diesel doing the wailing. 
Yeah. I'm going to get DM. We, if I weren't talking over this, we could get DMCA'd. It's a possibility. It's distracting because she's singing behind him. He yeah. should have just karaoke'd it. Well, the video of, of her, it's the music video behind him. I'm like this. I, I think he's trying to be artistic about it. I think he's also singing to an empty room, but I'm not sure. Looks like he's in his home theater there. <laughs> he's got his mic and he's in his home theater wearing a, a suit coat, sport coat. Yeah. No tie. Um, We're not going to link to that. If you can find it and link to it in the comments, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> There's a lot of other Vin Diesel music attempts at music out there on the internet. And hey, you know what, though? Props to Vin Diesel. He found a niche. As being an action star, and he's made a lot of money doing it. Yeah, good work. Um, I am disappointed that Mrs. Flood has not commented on the Barbie episode yet. It sounds like we may have lost her as a listener. But uh, I, I do think you should pass along my disappointment that she didn't give us a what for. What, you got another one? Well, she she didn't give you the what for. She gave you the what for. Not really. Okay. She said you're entitled to your opinion. More Vin Diesel. <laughs> so, okay, Mrs. Flood, if you are listening, does Vin Diesel have a, as big of a draw as uh, Ryan Gosling for you? After all of this singing, he's doing the same thing. This time he's wearing a tank top. Uh, like one of those, uh, can you even call them wife beaters anymore? But he's wearing I that. I think that's the official name. And he's got this video projected behind him. He's singing Habits Stay High by Tuv Low. <laughs> and he filmed himself doing this and, then and he puts posted it on it. the internet. Oh, it's wonderful. Well, you know what? He's... If 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 you got the kind of money Vin Diesel has at this point, you could probably do whatever you want. Yeah, why not? Just why not? I we mean, should, within reason. Should we do something like this? No. No one could see it. See, like you can see, he's kind of silhouetted against the video. Go ahead. Why don't you? Why don't you pioneer this genre? Listen, this is something I consider. But I need the commenters to chime in and, and make some suggestions of a song that you think that uh, would be a good one for us to do. For Bobby Flood to do. It can't be like a rap song. I can't keep up with that stuff. Suggest him doing a, a Fauci rap with the Fauci voice, <laughs> but doing a, a rap that's slow enough for him to keep up. Okay? Can it be rapping if it's slow? I think there's such a thing as slow rap. I think that's what this is right here by Tov Low. Tov Low. I, I'm just surprised you have been willing to keep that playing for so long. Well, I I think it's really good. I'm, I think Vin Diesel's a better singer than he is an actor. I think we're losing the last ten listeners right we're now. We're going to lose battery here. So you know what, everybody, <laughs> thank you for listening. We'll talk at you again next week. Thank you, everybody, and uh, good night. <laughs>